you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with me is my dear friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Sir Major. What is going on in your life today? Man, I am living the dream. I am. <clears throat> I got my RV parked down here in Greer, South Carolina, loving the spot. Brother, I'm under the trees. And you are under. And, you know, having trees, because they, they've notched out all this farmland. They don't put a lot of trees back. I'm the only one with a tree on my front lawn here in the neighborhood. Most people cut them down. They, they're against trees here. They're anti-tree in my wow. neighborhood. I don't know what that's all yeah, about. It's, it's okay shady. to have a tree, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we trees, trees are all right, folks. I want to be up front. So here we are. Every single day, we're trying to be like a fourth grader. So I want you to think, I want you to go back and turn your mind back a few years to fourth grade, I guess nine or 10 years old. And, and here you are, depending on where you're at in fourth grade. And, and this is the riddle. We, we, we give Kevin 10 seconds. And this is hard because I'm not giving him anything up front. I'm just giving it to him. So I want you to know that he's just getting this firsthand the same time you are. Let us know if you beat him. Uh, why did Adam and Eve do math every day? Mm, um, math every day, every um, day, because, um, I, I, I can think of no math pun involved in the garden of Eden at all. You know, folks, here we are. The reason why is they were told to be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, I, I didn't study pro- it out. I, I didn't promise these things were going to be great. <laughs> I just told you that, you know, a fourth grader good. nails that bad boy. I'm that just being upfront good. with you. So, Hey folks, listen, September 11th through September 15th. Those of you who listen every day, you got this down, but I want to remind you, we want you, we want you to come to camp joy, Wisconsin. We want you to be part of the wounded spirits camp. We're doing something all new. We're talking about starting groups. We've changed up the training a little bit and God has given us some uh, open eyes in some areas. We want you to be part of that. So call Mr. Moore at Camp Joy uh, up there in Wisconsin right away and tell him that you want to get signed up for this camp. Pick yourself up a good place to stay. Come on down and up short drive from anywhere in Canada, the United States, just a short flight from Asia. I mean, you can make it brother in 22 hours from Australia. Just come on out. Yeah. We, we want you to come. Amen. And, uh, uh, but we've been working our way through chapter five and I've learned some stuff, honestly, as we go through the book of John and we look yeah. at the life of Christ and yeah. I'm reminded over and over again that we have to be in God's word. God's word is, you know, I mean, I don't want to downplay it and I'm certainly not overplaying it. You can't overplay what God can do in your life, but God's word is life changing. The Bible says in Kevin's favorite verse that it transform you by renewing your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So let's hop into God's word. Let's get to know God a little bit better. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're starting here in verse number 36, but it says, but I have greater witness than that of John for the works, which the father have given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me. And the father have sent me folks. You better pay attention to that. It's not about your preacher. It's not about the church you go to. God is better than all. It's about the God we serve, Mm. the God we preach about what the Holy spirit of God is doing in our lives. And the father himself, which have sent me, have borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you for whom he have sent him. Ye believe not search the scriptures. I mean, folks, that's admonition for all of us Mm -hmm. be in God's word, search the scriptures for in him, them, ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify about me and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I received not honor from men folks our god is not a respecter of men he doesn't uh he doesn't need any awards or accolades it says in verse 42 but i know you that ye have not the love of god in you i am come in my father's name and you receive me not and another shall come in his own name and him ye will receive saying listen you received john the baptist but you still don't have me right How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Mm -hmm. Boy, I mean, what a... Oh, what an admonition there. What a place to be. Jesus is outright challenging their belief system. He's pointing out that you seek honor from men. It's about what you can get from men. And, And, you know, folks, there's some craziness there. But can I tell you something? A lot of us are looking at what accolades we can get from men. And I get it. You know, you've had a job, you've worked somewhere 20, 25, 30, 15, I don't know, a bunch of years. You've been faithful. You've been good. Uh, you've been God honoring once in a while. You'd love to see them give you a bonus or a raise or something like that. And, uh, but it, you know, in our lives, there's only one that should get our greatest honor. There's only one that should hear our voices all the time. There's only one that we should lift up for all people to see. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is having a tough time here. He's saying, you guys don't get this. Uh, I saw you out there with John the Baptist. I see you all. I'm omnipresent. I saw you out there lining up, wanting to be baptized, talk about the Christ child. Here I am. Mm. Folks, here I am. Kevin, you know, people, here he is, the great I am. He's right there, and they're not accepting him. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's putting it forth, and they're, rejecting him i think it's i think it's really telling that their rejection of him <clears throat> was in the face of these three witnesses that he yeah. was bringing to the courtroom of of the you know you could say the jury the <clears throat> the the people the jews that were rejecting him were going to make the wrong decision and they were going to sentence him to the cross and so he's as it were ahead of time saying well consider these witnesses and so he's, you know, as the judge, and he's also the accused. It's, it's you know, Jesus p- plays so many roles in this whole big courtroom, uh, the heavenly component where he's going to be the final judge, but the earthly component, he's actually the, the accused. And he says, well, look at these witnesses. One of them was John the Baptist. First of all, he said, I don't bear witness of myself. That's not a legitimate witness. He said, let's go ahead and look at what the, John the Baptist did. He was not a miracle worker, but he's a powerful powerful man of God that the Jews themselves accepted his his witness and then he said what about the works he said if you don't like John the Baptist what about the works that I do um, that, that that 
testify of him. And then he said, search the scriptures. So, you know, in them, you think you have eternal life. It's like, check this out. They are bearing witness. They testify, verse 39, of me. So his, his array of witnesses was an impeccable array, and they still, um, they still turned it down. They still said, nope. Heartbreaking. No, yeah, not good enough, not good enough. And I just want to say, anyone that's out there, just apply this. If you've been rejected, if you're going through a hard time, yeah. maybe it's coworkers and they just, they're just they turning their back on you, the best kind of witness that you can be is is not saying, I'm right, I'm just. Jesus didn't, didn't he said, if I defend myself, that's not going to do it. He said, look at this. And so he used the test, he called to witness the testimony of someone in authority and it's like go ask the boss, you know the boss, John the Baptist. He he was pretty uh, pretty great guy. And then he said, "What about the works that I do? You know, be a good testimony. You know, so so if you're defending yourself against rejection, you kind of use this as a good little template. Number one, is there someone out there in authority that's well respected that has a witness of you? Let them say something about you. Don't you be the one defending yourself. Appeal to someone else of authority. Number two. Live the life. Let your works testify. And number three, they had said that they accept scriptural witness, that they believe that was valid. And so he said, let me just tell you, the according to the scriptures, I am who I am. And so he used these three things. And, and again, if you're going through rejection, you know, it's not a bad idea to say, um, you know, y'all like this, y'all believe, y'all, y'all highly regard that, you know, this is authoritative. For instance, a, someone that, that is an atheist based on quote science, hand them a book about creation. Science. Yeah. Say, read this. You, you don't take my word for it. This is what Jesus is saying. Don't take my word for it. Y'all, y'all reject Jesus because of belief in science. Read these scientists. Read these authorities, and uh, and let me just tell you, it'll take a lot of the pressure off of you if you drop your self defense and let let these witnesses take up the cause. Yeah, that's some pretty awesome stuff right there. And and folks, there are coworkers, as Kevin said, there are. Uh, people in our life that go out of our way or out of their way to make us miserable. And somewhere along the way, these people don't go away. Same people, mm-hmm. different faces. That's what I know. I'd get moved in the army and I'd say, thank goodness I'm getting out of here. Thank you, Lord, for moving me. And I'd show up somewhere else and there'd be a knucklehead just like the other knucklehead. So, so true. So I'm going to be honest with you, folks. There's knuckleheads out there. And, uh, and everybody puts on their britches the same way, all right? There's nobody who's better than someone else. We all are going to stand at the cross, at the bottom, kneeled. And Jesus, even the folks that don't believe in him, will kneel in front of him before they're turned into eternity in hell. Folks, don't let those people bring you down. They're knuckleheads. They're there. Half of the population are knuckleheads. I'm just coming clean with you. Accept it and trust God and use what Kevin talked his coping mechanism. We're coming right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
Praise God. Thanks for coming right back with us. You know, and as we're seeing an awful lot in these verses. So as we go through them, we're, uh, we're getting the witness of the Father. We're getting the testimony of Jesus. Uh, he's in there talking about the testimony of Scripture. He's in there talking about it. there's an invitation out there. You know, I think one of the hardest things to do is be this great, wonderful God who dies for people's sins, and yet people don't accept him. And especially the people who should know him. He's even saying, and, and my father testified to me. God testified to me. And and you folks, you're the religious folks, right? You're the Pharisees. You're the Sadducees. You're the people in charge of everything. You're the noble people. You're the people who uh, run up and down Main Street like your uh, like your stuff doesn't stink. You're the people who go, go around here saying, I'm all that plus a Chevy too. And stop it. <laughs> Because you're not even taking the testimony from God the Father. You're not taking the testimony from the Scripture. You're not taking the testimony from John the Baptist. You're not taking my testimony. And, and folks, if that, you know, and he says, I'm not seeking honor. I'm not seeking respect. I'm not seeking validation. I'm not seeking this. I'm not looking for you to validate me. I'm just telling you, no matter how religious you look, no matter how religious you see, you're missing it. Skippy, you're, you're, you're missing it. You're not religious enough to know what the scripture says. And, and, uh, he, he keeps on telling them I've come in father's name and boy, again, he's challenging their belief system. Kevin, they, they just want to believe that they're right. They want to believe that they can appoint men as higher rabbis. They don't, they don't want to accept Christ. And it's not because he's not biblical. It's because they mess up their power. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's this narcissistic bent that yeah. That they they had there in their system. And you know, just whenever you overly systematize something that's supposed to be, you know, scriptural, you end up making things um, you know, the idea of micromanagement comes to mind. And when you're in an institution where okay, the you know, if I have relatives that worked at Walmart um they would talk about how, man, everybody loves Walmart. And Sam Walton had a good institution going, but but oftentimes it's done <laughs> in a difficult way. It's managed nowadays, in a, I'm told, in a difficult way. And I don't want to slam, you know, there may be you work in a good Walmart, but um, some someone listening probably works at a Walmart, and I have an idea that they understand what I'm talking about. The system that was designed is so good, but it's, it's become so systematized to become all things to all men uh, on a public level that the people that pay the price are the people that are micromanaged. And I'm glad God doesn't do that. You know, I don't want to be part of a system where they, you know, they just uh, make every decision for you. We have uh, liberty in Christ to serve him with our conscience. And uh, Paul said uh, that I serve God with a clear conscience. But he said, um, I thought it was interesting. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? That there, That is a principle, brother. So yeah. I, I don't want to let that go. That's part of our, our text. Um, if you are are looking and looking, looking for honor of people, it's going to stress you out because it hinders your ability to, to, to get the genuine stuff that comes from God. So, so in other words, you can please some of the people, some of the time, 
uh, all the people, you know, how, how is that quoted for me, Doug? You can please all the people some of the time, some of the people. People all the time. The time. Yeah, but you can't please all the people all the time. There it is. And, and so, you know, you will stress yourself out. So in this thing of trauma, sometimes trauma is over magnified and enhanced by the catalyst of looking for acceptance, for being wanting to be overly liked. You know, I want to be liked. Everybody wants to be liked, generally speaking. I know some miserable hermits that don't like to be liked. But no, Jesus Christ here said, you're not going to be able to believe. Uh, how can you believe? So it's, 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 it's an impossibility. It's a rhetorical question. It can't be done. If you receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only, if, if, if making God happy is not in front of making people happy, that is an automatic stressor relationship. That is an automatic thing that says, I'm trying to do the undoable. Did, did it ever you know did it ever occur to you that trying to do the undoable is in itself a, a an impossible task it, and it's it's a stressor so let's yeah. not say well I tell you what man I'm just going to live for that person my knight in shining armor I'm going to live for him I'm going to do everything he says or you know when I find my sweetheart girl I'm just going to make her happy all the time well guess what it doesn't happen all the time because we're human and we blow it and those kind of relationships often fall to pieces so you know just take that as a principle if um, if we don't have seeking the honor that comes from God only. And that honor comes from falling in love with his son more and more every day. That kind of, you know, God, if we want to honor his son, he honors us. And when he honors us, guess what? Other people want to be around us, generally speaking. Not everybody, but that in itself is going to make the the attraction to the right kind of people. And that is doable. Yeah, it reminds me of an old country poet named Johnny Lee who <laughs> sang a song, looking for love in all the wrong places. And, and I'm going to tell you something, Kevin. I, I don't want to downplay this or overplay it, but the truth is we as human beings want to look good, act good, say things. We're constantly running around wanting to check the blocks of people we work for, people we love. I mean, think about how hard it is to be a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a grand, I don't know, a student. We're constantly, it's, it's like we're programmed to make that person in authority or that person we love dearly, that person we partner with in life. We're constantly wanting them to make, uh, you know, wanting us to make them feel good about us or mm. something like that. I may have said that a little backwards, but you get it. We want them to like us. We want them to love us. We want them to say, oh man, Doug is a great guy. Oh, that Kevin, he's wonderful. But the truth is God is, he's throwing a hand grenade and all that, Kevin. <laughs> and he said, it's True. not about that, right? Mm, yeah, he actually, yeah, that was a big frag grenade that, that comes through there. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I first read that as a new Christian, and I'm thinking, wow, how can you believe? So it's a, it's a hindrance to 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 my faith in God, it'll it'll stop your Christian growth dead in its tracks if we begin to overplease men. Well, Paul put it this way: For if I yet pleased men, how should I should not be the servant of Christ? So that again, a, a statement that says if if it's not God first, uh, you know, I, I there there's something that that's 
immediately becoming a monkey wrench. The gears are not made to work in that way. And I don't want to be that way, Doug. I want to be someone that that says, you know what, Lord, when I get up this morning, let me have the presence that everything's okay with me and God. So let me spend some time in your word, get your thoughts about things. Let me offload the junk that's going through my life right now in prayer. Let me commit my day to you. And then let me go confident into my day, knowing that everything's okay with me and God. And so the other lesser relationships can be performed, you know, doably. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word, doably. But that's what I'm thinking. I, I, make, I make up words all the time, yeah. too, brother. And uh, I've been doing that for years. But it, and I sing, when I sing a hymn, I add a couple words, take a few away. It's all messed up. But this is what I know for sure. You know, God shows up. And uh, his life blows everything up with the Jewish religious folks. His life changes everything. And can I tell you something? Let's not look back a couple thousand years ago and say, look at those morons. morons. Can I tell you something? Uh, when Jesus shows up in our lives, there's an explosion as well. And thank God for that. And don't be running around acting like a fool, like you don't know him. No, get on your knees and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need you. I need your help. I need. Don't be looking for love in all the wrong places and look for love in Christ. And then, you know, everything, when we get right vertically, trust me, when we're praying, when we're reading, when we're loving, when we're right vertically, everything gets right horizontally and your world will be taken care of. We love you folks. May God bless you and may you have the greatest night ever. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.